In the name of Jesus, amen. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful and slow to anger. He is abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. And Paul writes to the Corinthian church and to all of us, We appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. But behold, now is the favorable time. Now is the day of salvation. The Lenten season is a season that explains a daily reality for the baptized believer in Christ. The small catechism says that baptism indicates that the old Adam in us, that's our sinful nature, that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Lent signifies the daily part of our lives when we return to the Lord, confessing our sin, giving thanks for what he has given us and what he has done. It indicates our need to value the grace of God by admitting our sin and receiving forgiveness, forgiveness that was earned for our sake. by the one who for our sake became sin for us. So Lent is in part our daily return to God, but I'd like to suggest that it's something much more. I would like to suggest that it is much more about God's will toward you, God's will toward us. It is about Him being gracious and merciful, It is about him being slow to anger. It is about his abounding, steadfast love towards you and towards all sinners. Lent is mostly about the one who became sin for us. Jesus took on our flesh and blood. We celebrated that at Christmas. And he has lived with us sinners, showing himself to be God. That is the season of epiphany. And Jesus has taken our sin to his cross. Jesus is not only God's mercy for us, he is our very own repentance. He is abounding in steadfast love. He fasted. He is the one who, as our representative, returned to the Father with all of his heart. He fasted for 40 days, not in repentance for his sin, but in repentance over our sin. He wept as he experienced our hardships. And he saw us lose loved ones. And he cried as Mary and Martha cried. 
And he also wept over our failure to turn towards grace, weeping over Jerusalem. He was in mourning and agony as he felt the whole weight of every sin, the sin of every sinner. And he pleaded, he pleaded before the Father that there would be another way other than the cross that he would bear. And he, in our stead, said to the Father, Not my will, but yours be done. And another thing that Jesus did was he kept his heart on pleasing God no matter what the world around him thought. He cared more about pleasing God than pleasing man, and he would not put his trust in man because he knew what was in a man. That's why he came to us. Because he knew that we were sin, sinners, dead in our sin and blind to our own state. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus teaches us to do something that only he did perfectly. And he brings us to remember that he did these things for you and I in our stead. To the glory of God the Father and for your salvation. <clears throat> In our Ash Wednesday readings, Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. They do this, that they would be praised by other people. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, Jesus says, they have already received their reward. Now Jesus did righteous things in front of other people, but he was not swayed by the opinions of other people. He was not doing this or that for anyone's approval. His whole heart was set on the law of God, that is, loving God with all his heart, mind, and soul, and loving his neighbor as himself. His heart was basically set on the Ten Commandments. He came to fulfill the law. At one point in his ministry, the scripture says that many believed in his name, when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to man, for he himself knew what was in a man. In other words, he knew that man was fickle. The same people that were going to be praising him at the beginning of his ministry would be some of the people spitting at him as he carried his cross in the midst of Good Friday. The same people that shouted his praise at the beginning of his ministry would be yelling, crucify him at the end. Now contrast Jesus' actions and his attitude of the people with the people and the religious leaders. John 12, a couple chapters later, says, Many, even of the authorities, believed in Jesus, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. They did not want to be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the glory of man 
more than the glory that comes from God. How about us? Do we care more about pleasing God? Or do we, when we do something good, do we desire to hear the approval of other people? In other words, are we doing stuff to get noticed? Do we want to get noticed by others? Or are we doing things in response to God's goodness? What do you value more? The gifts of God or the praise of man? Facebook and Instagram stress me out. I probably should be involved with them because of my job, but I stay away from them. I can't handle it. Here's the thing that I've observed about social media. First, let me say, social media is not all bad, and I'm not putting it down. But the thing about it that I've observed is sometimes it leads people to seek the approval of man over the approval of God. What am I saying? Well, don't raise your hands, by the way. (laughs) Well, how many of you post something and then secretly hope that it gets a ton of likes? And I know that I know this because I was on Twitter for a while. I know that not getting likes makes people feel bad. It does. Why, why are they getting more, what, so many likes? What about, what about me? And I've heard other people say this very thing, that they get stressed out about it. They spend a lot of time thinking about it. I tend to believe that people post the best version of themselves in order to make it look like, I've got the best family. I have the best adventures. I have the best body, the best, you name it. You've got the best, or at least one that's deserving of being liked. I think that these platforms encourage us to put ourselves out there. And maybe not necessarily just to make connections, but maybe to gain one another's approval. I think that oftentimes we still love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And we get depressed or try to change ourselves in order to get man's approval. We get anxiety about not being accepted. It's a terrible spiral. And many of you have experienced it at one time or another. Jesus was saying that people, that people, what they did back in his time, um, well, he was saying people back in his time did this. Now, back then, religion was super important in Jesus' day, and all the cool kids were the most pious people. Things are a little different now. But the concept is still the same. You see, piety was so enviable that people bragged about all their giving, their fasting. Oh, you fast one day a week? I wish I could, but I need to fast three days a week. (laughs) 
But people, people bragged about their giving, their fasting, their, their you name it. They, they bragged to people, they bragged to people about these things because they knew that others valued them. And here's the thing. God is not prep, impre- He is not impressed, nor is God honored when we do stuff to get noticed by others. When we do that, are we really even loving other people? Are we really loving God? No. We are loving ourselves and we're really hoping that people will praise us. Jesus is different. He fasted in secret, telling only his closest followers so that they would know where he was. Jesus gave, telling other people not to tell anyone that he helped them. Jesus was the same when people liked him as he was when people whipped him, spit in his face, stripped him naked, and nailed him to a tree. He came to us to save us. He came and stood as a man, a man that stands on our behalf, and he returned to the Father. In Jesus, we know all of God's favor. In Jesus, we are God's children. In him, we have the Father's boundless love. In him, the Father says, In your baptism, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. In Jesus, God is pleased with you. God is pleased with you. In Jesus, your sin is remembered no more. It is as far as the east is from the west. In Jesus, God is for us. And in him, Who can be against us? I pray that the Holy Spirit would lead you to care more about God's heart for you in Jesus than towards anybody else. I guess what I'm saying is I pray that you would care more about how God already feels about you than you would care about how other people think of you. I pray that we as a congregation here would care more about what God wants to do through us for our neighbor than we would care about whether our neighbor likes us or not. I pray that we would love our neighbor as Jesus loves us, whether the world praises us or hates us. I pray that this Lent we would would remember that in our baptism we were buried with Jesus into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too would lead a new life. And I pray that the new life we lead each and every day is a life that values the grace of God over the praise of man. I pray that we would care more about receiving Jesus than receiving fickle recognition from other people. Because it's fickle. 
One day they'll like you, one day they'll give you a thumbs down if they could. If we value likes from social media, let us consider who is sending those likes our way. Let us not put our trust in them. It's not wrong to be liked, but do you need to be liked? You see what I mean? Jesus was liked a lot, but he didn't need to be liked. Then he was hated a lot, but again, he didn't need to be liked. So he was going to do what love would do either way. I pray that for us. And I pray that we would rather turn to the scriptures daily to learn about the one who not only likes us, but has proved his love for us by the cross of his beloved son. And I pray that we would also turn to the supper where this one who loves us pledges to give himself to us as a bridegroom pledges his body to his bride. Jesus says, take my body, take my blood given for you. Lent is all about Jesus. Jesus standing in our stead and returning to the Father on our behalf. Lent is all about the Father turning towards us in grace, mercy, and abounding steadfast love. And may God bless us these 40 days of Lent as we ponder the love of Jesus who is our repentance, who is God's love. In the name of Jesus, amen.